Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. Chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juz'amma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and inimitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasoolihi Muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahabihi ma'in amma ba'd Fa'udhu billahi minash shaytani rajim Bismillahi rahmani rahim Wal fajr wa layalin ashr Wa shaf'i wal watr Wal layli idha yasr Hal fi thalika qasamul ladhi hijr so inshallah today I'm going to do tafsir of Surah Al-Fajr and Surah Al-Balad. <coughs> and these two surahs, they are very similar, to like twins. And they also belong to the that period of Makkah al-Mukarramah in the life of the Prophet sallallahu <coughs> when he started teaching and preaching and he has got a big opposition uh, from the leaders of Quraysh. So the leaders of Quraysh, they they feel that this new religion is a threat to their leadership. And they are rich people, they are people of power, so they want to oppose the Prophet ﷺ and his followers as much as possible. <coughs> so now these two surahs, they basically deal with that problem of the leadership of Quraysh. One thing uh, you know, uh, I would like to explain, inshallah, before starting tafsir, is that Arabs, and especially Quraysh, uh, they did not have the same problems which you can find in some <coughs> main nations and uh, individuals where the people have self-indulgence. Like the Quran has been mentioning the stories of Lut and his people. So the people of Lut, uh, you know, you can see their problem actually is uh, just following the desire, uh, you know, in, 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 in that way. So there are people in the world, in individuals and the nations, which are very keen for, you know, for these uh, lower desires. In eating, drinking, and sex and relations <coughs> in, uh, at our time as well. Quraysh actually are not so much in these things. They are very, very disciplined people. You can see they have, they have, they have certain values. And uh, in this matter, they are very, very similar to all the rising nations of the, uh, of the world, like people of Aad, people of Thamud, and, and Fir'aun <coughs> and his people. So you can see Fir'aun, he is a strong person, and he has certain values. And also people are odd. they actually are builders of civilization. They are the people who have been ruling the world for a long, long time. Like in later centuries, you have Roman Empire and all those empires. So these people, they are strong people. Their problem is not that you know, they want to just follow, eat and drink. And that's all. Their problem actually is the power, the money, the richness. And when they are strong, they want to oppress the weak people. So this is the main problem of, of Quraysh people. They have got the power and they have got the money. And they think since they have power and money, 
that mean they are chosen people. Do they take the money, the wealth, and the power as a gift, as a favor from, from their creator. Same like Pharaoh and Ad and Thamud, they used to think since they are, have power and they, and they have money and richness, it means they are better than the other people. So they took it as a favor from God. <coughs> so this is one, one thing that we have to keep in mind. Second thing is, uh, you know, before starting the surah, keep in mind that there are two main attributes of Allah in the Quran. And one is Rabb and the other one Elah. Allah does something as being a Rabb. And he commands something as being Elah. What means Rabb? Rabb basically means like a father. The father has certain, you know, certain favors on his family. He provides accommodation, expenses, and he looks after the family, and he's concerned about them. So similarly, Allah is his Rabb, meaning he's the creator, he is the sustainer, he looks after the people, he looks after their needs, and he creates whatever they need. So that is Rabb. <coughs> Among the aspects of the Rabb is that, you know, he creates the body, you know, human body, and every part of the body, they fulfill certain need. So you have got the eyes, you have got the mind, you have got the hands, arms, you have got the legs. You know, it is not that, you know, eye deserves to be eye. It is not that the hands deserve to be hand. No, Allah to make a complete body, so he made these separate parts of the body. Similarly, to make human society, proper human, human society basically like one entity, like a human being, you have got the arms, you have got the legs, you have got the eyes, you have got the ears. Similarly, the human society, it needs certain parts. So rich people, poor people, strong people, weak people, they are all the parts of human society. So they need to be there. So actually for the, for the body, you need to have the arms, the eyes, the mind, the legs. Similarly for the human society, you know, there is, you know, there is need. Some people will be rich, some will be poor, some will be strong, some will be weak. This thing is the aspect, this basically is the aspect of the rububiyya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is the Rabb. He is the Lord and Sustainer. He has to create people like that. This does not mean that rich are better than the poor, or poor have a special favor. This has nothing to do with that. This basically is part of the rububi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he wants to test everybody by that. So the rich are tested, the poor are tested, tested, strong are tested, and say weak people are tested. The whole purpose is that everybody is in the test of from Allah Taala, and everybody's test is different from the other. So when Allah made some people are rich, or some people are poor, or some people are strong and the weak, it is not that because they, you know, the people actually have a special favor from Allah Taala. The reason is because, you know, for the test purpose, you need to have these differences and variety. So that comes under the rububiyah of Allah Taala. What uluhiyah means is Allah. It means for the individuals, he has made obligatory that they must believe in him. They must believe in Allah Taala as Allah, as the one who to be worshipped. And the next two, that is, they must have full submission to his commands. So they must act upon his in, in the commands. They must be righteous people. They must follow the good. They must have good deeds. Al-Amal al-Saleh. Iman and Amal. That is made on the individuals. Iman and Amal. Every individual. They are required from Allah that they must believe in Him and they must follow His commands. 
Then, when in the society, when Allah has made the people rich and poor, strong and weak, then the requirement is that those who are rich and those who are strong, they should have marhama. Marhama means they should have mercy upon the others. To so those who are rich and those who are strong, they must have mercy. They must have mercy upon the people who are lower than them. And those people who are weak and those who are poor, their duty is that they must have sabr. They must be patient. You can see the iman and amal, these two commands, they belong to every individual. That's why people have been created. Every single person, they have been created for these two things, iman and amal. Whether you are alone, you are in society, they have priority. And then after that, as part of being a society, you need two other commands. And they are sabr and marhama. If you are weak and if you are poor, you must have sabr, you must have patience. And if you are strong and you are rich, you must have marhama, you must have mercy upon the people. This Allah, how Allah has made the world. The people are in continuous test from their Lord. So your richness is not a proof that you are preferred to Allah Taala. Your strength is not a proof that you are more beloved to Allah than the others. No. When you are richer, that is a new test from Allah Taala. When you are stronger, that is a test from Allah Taala. Your weakness is not proof that you are lower in the life of Allah Taala. No. Your weakness basically is to test your sabr. Your, your poverty is actually proof that you are now under the test of the sabr from your Lord. To understand this, your richness basically is part of the rububiyah of Allah It's not your own achievement. Your strength and your is part of the rububiyah of Allah It is not your own achievement. As he has made sun and moon, the sun cannot be more arrogant or more proud than the moon. Saying that, you know, I have more light. No, sun has been made sun by Lord. And moon has been made moon by, by, by Allah Taala. As earth has been made earth by Allah Taala. So the creation as it is, it is from Allah Taala, not because people deserve that. So keep that in mind. That you know whatever Allah has created you, that is not a proof of your being more beloved or more preferred to Allah Taala. If you are king, that never can make any inch nearer to Allah, you nearer to Allah Taala. If he has given you any any good qualities as a gift, that does not make you nearer to him. What makes nearer to him is your own achievement. And your own achievement in your personal life is Iman and Amal. And in the society, your achievement is Marhama, Rahma, Mercy and the Sabr. So first keep in mind that Quran is making actually this point very strongly against all those nations, against Fir'aun, Thamud and Ad, and now against the Quraysh. That whatever Allah has given you, that is not because He respects you more than others. It is only a new test from you, for, from Allah for you. <coughs> so, some things people have got as Allah being a Rabb, in that one, nobody is preferred over the other. But there are some things actually people have been commanded from Allah as being Allah. In this matter, whoever does better than the other, they are praiseworthy. If you are more pious than other people, you are more praiseworthy. If you do more prayers than other people, you are more praiseworthy. You are nearer to Allah Taala. If you do more mercy than the others, you are nearer to Allah Taala. If you have more patience, then you are nearer to Allah Taala. Your achievement is actually what comes under the category of Allah.
whatever do you do in this category that what makes you nearer to Allah Taala whatever happens to you uh, under this category it does not make any difference for you it never can make you nearer to Allah Taala that must be kept in mind second thing before moving is that Allah Taala in the Quran all the time keeps commanding the people think understand use your mind you know tafakkur tadabbur all these commands that is very clear in the quran that always comes about those matters which are connected to the rububiyyah whatever allah does as a rub you need to think you need to understand his rububiyyah you need to think really that how allah subhanahu has created what he has created and what the purpose behind that so that actually makes his majesty his power deeper in, and his wisdom deeper in your mind so all the thinking and understanding in the quran command is for in for allah's rububiyyah see what he has done when it comes to uluhiyah ilaha ilaha then there no thinking no understanding then the quran's command is basically just to follow and just to obey basically you can see for rububiyyah the command is fikr and for the uluhiyah the command is dhikr like your master you know your master you know you have to think really how much he cares you so that thinking but when your master commands you something you need to remember the list this 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 and then follow that you don't need to think about the commands of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you only can ask question if you don't understand it properly but you don't think all your thinking and understanding basically connected with the rububiyah think how much favor he has done he has created eyes for you mind for you you know hands for you and you know and see the how the universe actually has created for you you have to think and understand the rububiyah once you understand properly that he is your rub then you have no choice but to surrender to him and to accept him so that basically what we call it zikr so fikr is connected to the rububiyah and zikr is connected to uluhiyah when fikr and zikr they become firmly established and people spend their life to understand allah's rububiyah and they spend their life to do zikr and remembrance and they worship him and they obey him properly then they reach to a stage which is called in the quran itminan 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 basically means to become content what content means whatever allah has created whatever he decides whatever he judges what decrees he does all are good whether i understand i don't understand allah's creation all of them actually are perfect they are wise he has all power to do whatever he likes and whatever he does it is wise and second thing is whatever he commands me it must be wise if he commands me to worship him he commands ibrahim alayhi salam to slaughter his son it must be wisdom once you become content with all the fikr and the dhikr when you become content with all the aspects of allah's rububiyah and allah's uluhiyah then you reach to the stage of itminan itminan basically is the highest quality for the believers in the beginning you ask question in the beginning you understand and think then after a while after your ibadah after the zikr after the fikr after the understanding you reach to the stage of what itminan itminan is the highest quality of the believers even the prophets and messenger they don't get itminan in the beginning it takes them for a while like ibrahim alayhi salam he asked allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rabbi arini kayfa tuhyi al-mawta oh my lord show me that how do you bring the dead alive so this is rububiyah 
Ibrahim al Islam knows that Allah is Rab, he can make dead alive, but he wants to see how it happens. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked him, Awalam tu umin, don't you believe? Don't you believe that I can make dead alive? Ibrahim al-Islam said, Qala bala. Ibrahim said, no, why not? No, I believe. Qalbi. But I want to increase my iman. I want to get itminan. I want to get tumanina. I get to, want to get into this content. That the highest quality of belief. So you can see the prophets and messengers, you know, when they ask questions, they don't ask questions just for, the, for, you know, for, for research or for, they're curious. They only ask questions because they want to improve their ibadah. They want to become good. They want to, you know, you know, get highest degree of iman. They are never content with the lower. They want to get as high as possible. The Ibrahim al-Islam's question is not just he wants to find out about something. No, you know, there are so many things in the universe of Allah. Ibrahim never asked question, but Ibrahim asked a question which can increase his iman, which can make him better believer, which can make him content. That why this question of Ibrahim has been praised by the Quran, and Allah SWT answered that. When actually Musa al-Islam asked question, that was not necessarily for the same purpose. Because Musa al-Islam asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Oh Allah, show me yourself. Be, you know, for the belief, you don't need to see him. Because once you have seen him, it's no more belief. You see, what the question of Ibrahim's question is about Rububiyya. That how you make dead alive. This question is connected with the Iman. If you get that one, you get highest level of Iman. While Musa al-Islam's question, it is not connected with Iman. Because, you know, seeing Allah is not Iman. Once, once you see him, there, you know, there's no Iman will arrive. So that why that question was not very much appreciated, you know, respected by Allah And Allah said to Musa al-Islam, didn't, didn't ask that, don't, aren't you believe This question was not there. It's not part of the belief. And Allah said to Musa al-Islam, look at the mountain. If you can see the mountain, you know, then you can see me. And then Musa al-Islam, you know, felt because, you, you know, he, he, with these eyes, you can't see him. It's impossible to understand the difference between question of Musa and the difference between question of Ibrahim. Ibrahim's question is to get the highest degree, highest level of ibadah and the iman. While Musa al-Islam's question is not about iman, because, you know, he has been talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, now want to see him. So it is different from the iman. And what actually believers need in this world is not to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What they need? They need to increase their iman and their faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without seeing him. Is it clear? That's itminan. Itminan is the highest quality of the believer. Basically, believers in this world, they need to have training of the fikr and zikr. Understand these two words. Fikr about the rububiyah of Allah and zikr about the uluhiyah of ibadah. Believers need to have training of fikr and zikr all the time. And the Quran all the time teaches you those, those, these two things. Sometimes Quran commands you fikr and sometimes Quran says dhikr. Father Kuruni. Quran said to Musa al-Islam, وَأَقِمِ الصَّلَاةَ لِذِكْرِ Establish the prayer to remember me. So dhikr is connected with the ibadah, with uluhiyyah, with iman and amal. And fikr is connected with rububiyyah. So when you keep thinking, understanding, questioning until you become content, and when you keep worshipping him, doing dhikr and iman and amal, until you become reached to the highest level of itminan, then the Quran said, Ya ayyatuhan nafsul mutma'inna. You know, that, that coming in this surah, Ya ayyatuhan nafsul mutma'inna. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually addressed that nafs with itminan, content nafs. So content nafs actually only because soul becomes content with these two actions, these two exercises. 
فکر عبادت ربوبیہ اینڈ ذکر عبادت الوحیہ از اٹ کلیئر ٹو انڈرسٹینڈ دس ایکٹلی ورک دا پرابلم آف دا نیشنس ہیو بین ان مسٹیکس ان بوتھ آف دم مسٹیکس آف دا فکر مسٹیکس آف دا فکر ہیو بین دیٹ وین دے گاٹ دا فیور فرام اللہ دے تھاٹ اٹ مین دے آر چوزن دے ڈین انڈرسٹینڈ دس فیور از اونلی فار ٹیسٹنگ پرپز اٹ از ناٹ دیٹ چوزن والے سو تعالیٰ تو دا مسٹیک آف فرعون آد اینڈ سمود اینڈ پیپل آف قریش ہیو بین ان دا فکر دے آر ناٹ تھنکنگ پراپرلی اینڈ آلسو دیر مسٹیک ہیو بین ذکر دے ڈونٹ لسن ٹو دیئر لوڈ ڈونٹ بلیو ان ایم ڈونٹ اوبے ہیم بوتھ مسٹیکس آر دیئر ونس پیپل ہیو گاٹ دا بوتھ مسٹیکس دین دا قرآن نو ڈاٹ اٹ ونس دیم دیر 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 پلیس از دا فائر آف ہیل اینڈ دے آر دا پیپل آف دا لیفٹ ہینڈ یو نو ناٹ چوزر بٹ ونس پیپل یوز دیئر مائنڈ اینڈ تھنکنگ اینڈ باڈی اینڈ دا ہارٹ پراپرلی اینڈ دے ڈو ایکشنس پراپرلی دین دے بیکم چوزن پیپل نیئر ٹو دیئر لوڈ اینڈ دے اٹین دا اطمینان دا کنٹینٹ دیٹ ایکچولی دا سنا آف ابراہیم علیہ السلام تو پیپل نیور نیور شوڈ بی کنٹینٹ ود دا لوویسٹ ڈگری آف ایمان آلویز کیپ موونگ لائک یور فادر ابراہیم علیہ السلام یو نو ہی ہیز سو مچ ایمان ویری اسٹرانگ ایمان ہیز فادر آف آل دا پرافٹس اینڈ قرآن میکس ان ایگزامپل فار آل دا بلیورس بٹ ابراہیم نیور کنٹینٹ ہی وانٹ ٹو میک ہز ایمان ایز ہائی ایز پاسبل دیٹ وا ہز کوشچن واز ناٹ اباؤٹ ٹو سی اللہ بیکاز سینگ اللہ ڈز ناٹ انکریز یور ایمان ہز کوشچن واز ٹو نو دا روبوبی پراپرلی ہاؤ ہی میکس احیا اینڈ دیٹ ایکچولی میکس یو ہائر انو ہائر تو وین یو تھنک اباؤٹ روبوبیہ یو بیکم نیئر ٹو اللہ وین یو ڈو ذکر اباؤٹ الوحیہ ڈو عبادہ یو بیکم نیئر ٹو اللہ سہ تعالیٰ موسا علیہ السلام سے کوشچن دیٹ واز ناٹ اباؤٹ روبوبیہ دیٹ واز ناٹ اباؤٹ الوحیہ بیکاز ٹو ورشپ اللہ یو ڈونٹ نیڈ ٹو سی ہم ٹو نو ہاؤ ہی از رب یو ڈونٹ نیڈ ٹو سی ہم یو ریسیو دا کمانڈ فرام ہم یعنی یو ڈونٹ نیڈ ٹو ہاؤ ہی از تو دیٹ واز اے کوشچن نیور نیڈڈ بٹ اینی وے موسا علیہ السلام ڈڈ دس اینڈ اللہ سہ تعالیٰ وانٹ ٹو پروو ٹو ہم دیٹ یو نو میک ویری کلیئر ٹو ہم دیٹ دس کوشچن ناٹ اپروپریٹ اینڈ یو آر ان ایبل ٹو سی ہم اینڈ دیٹ وائی موسا علیہ السلام یو نو فیلٹ انکانشیس اینڈ دین ہی ریئلائز ہز مسٹیک تو ان واٹ دا کوشچن دیٹ ہیز بین ریز بائی ابراہیم علیہ السلام آس بائی ابراہیم علیہ السلام اٹ از ویلڈ کوشچن بلیورس مسٹ میک ایفرٹ دیٹ یو نو ٹو تھنک And to understand Allah's rububiyah properly. He spent time in that. But believers have no right to ask Allah if they can see him. Because when you see him, there's no more belief. It is no more iman. And in the day of judgment, people will see him anyway. But you know, actually not only that, when the people's death come, then after that, if people believe, the belief is not accepted. Like, like Firaun, all his life, he never used thinking and never used dhikr. No fikr and dhikr. And when he was drowning in the water, what he said? He says, Aman tu, and now I believe in the Lord of Musa and Harun. Allah SWT says, Alaan, and now? And now you believe. When you have got enough time to think and understand, you need to believe. Now this belief is not accepted. Allah has given the people enough life, enough time, when they can do fikr and dhikr. Thinking about rububiyah and doing ibadah properly, if they don't use time properly, then basically they are losers in the eyes of the Quran. But when they use time properly, they keep increasing until they can reach to the stage of the, you know, uh, itminan and the content. Is it clear for everybody? So this is one thing, you know, keep in mind. That this surah had one of my say, itminan. And both surahs support, support this point. And itminan comes from both aspects of Allah that use rububiyah and uluhiyah. Next thing that is, this surah is making very clear is that those people who don't do fikr and zikr, 
and they take every favor of Allah as they, they deserve, deserve that, they should not sit with, with, with the peace. They should know, Inna rabbaka labil mirsad. One of the important verses in this surah is, Inna rabbaka labil mirsad. Allah is watching. All the time he is watching to you. He never, if people don't, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you eye, you know, your eyes are not like eyes of cows and sheep. Your eyes are different. You are not going to use your eyes as the cows and, and sheep use their eyes. Not, not like the animals. Your eyes are different from eyes of animals. You know, if the animals use their eyes for eating and drinking and for enjoyment in this world, you do the same. You are animals. Don't take your eyes as the eyes of buffalo or you know, cows and sheep. No, they are not like that. Don't take your ear as the ear of the sheep or, or the cows. No, they are not for that purpose. Don't make your mouth as the mouth of the cows and the sheep. They are not like that. Your mouth are different. Your lips are different. Your tongue is different. Your eyes are different. Your ears are different. No, they, they would not say function. The function that you know of the eyes of the cow is very low. The function of the ears of the animals is very low. The function of the mouth of the animals is very low. The function of the, of the stomach of the animals is very low. It is not the same thing for you. Understand this thing properly. You have not given all the favors from your Lord to enjoy the life on the face of the earth. The only reason he has given you all these favors, he wants to test you. He wants you to think and understand. He wants you to do ibadah. Don't live like a cow. Don't live in this world like a sheep. Don't live in this world life of a, an animal. Your life must be different from them. You have to think and understand. You have to see and then think properly. Then connect the things to what you see. And then you can get more information. Don't be content with what you see. Know beyond that. <coughs> when you hear something, try to understand beyond that. When you speak something, try to understand the consequences. Understand this thing properly. You are different from the people. Your Lord is watching. He is watching that. Are you going to use your eyes like the animals or different from that? He is watching. Are you going to use your ears like the animals or different from that? He is watching you that when you get favor from him, are you going to thank him, recognize him, believe in him, or are you just going to enjoy the life of forgetting him? What mirsad means? Watching. Nothing is unnoticed. Simple thing basically is in this world, whatever we do, Allah is watching. Nothing unnoticed. If what if you if he gets time, if you don't think properly, he gives you more time. He strikes your mind, he gives you something which can make you think. But if you don't think, don't think, then the time comes after which he does not give you any more time. Then punishment comes in this world and also in the hereafter. In Narabaka. Every single person, whenever people misuse the favors of their Lord, they should not think that they can live like that. No, you are not going to live like that. One day, it will be a problem for you. When you misuse the eye, one day it is a problem for you. When you misuse your mind, one day there is a problem for you. Whenever you misuse any part of your body, one day there is a problem for you. When you misuse your power and do injustice and wrongdoing, one day that will be a problem for you. When, when you misuse your wealth and money, and you know, don't sit around. One day it will be a problem for you. And the history of the mankind is very, very clear. That's why you understand you are in continuous test. If you have power, 
the power is to help the poor people, to weak people. If you have got the money, the money is that you get mercy upon the people who are poor. You know, and that's why you can see the people, lives of the people, really amazing things. Abdullah Masood, he said, لَوْ سَخِرْتُ مِنْ قَلْبٍ لَوْ سَخِرْتُ مِنْ قَلْبٍ لَخَشِيتُ أَنْ وَحَوَّلَ كَلْبًا If I laugh at a dog, my fear is that God can turn me into a dog. If you laugh at a dog, God can make you a dog. You are better than dog, not because you deserve to be that. No, for a test purpose. But if you think that you deserve that, then Allah can punish you. Understand this? Full humility. That's why you see Abu Bakr Saddiq who is the best person after all the prophets are messenger. Very clearly. There never has been anybody better than Abu Bakr Saddiq after all messengers prophet. And so many times the Prophet promised him that you are in paradise. So many times. But what he used to say? He used to say, I wish I would have been leaf from the tree. So humble. Humility. He never thought actually that position he has got Amir al-Mu'mineen and Khalifat al-Muslimin and all those, you know, it means that he deserves that. No, he's so humble. That what your Lord wants from you really. That, you know, always think he's watching you. Whatever you have got, he's watching you. Nothing should make you proud and arrogant. Because what you have got is from him. All your wealth, your profit. Think really, like, you know, for example, we are in this country. You have got, you know, proper eating and food and you've got the peace. And there are our brothers and sisters in many, many parts of the world, they are suffering from hunger. Aren't there people who cannot have things to eat properly? Don't you think there are children, Muslim children, they are running after the, you know, uh, you know dust, you know, after the you know, rubbish, and they want to find something to eat? Don't you think there are many, many human beings and many Muslims, including Muslims, those who don't have clean water? Don't you see in the part of this, now in our time, in many, many parts of the world, there are people who don't have proper clothes? Don't you see there are people in the world, many, many Muslims, and many people who are more pious than us, they don't have peace? Fear. Do you think really that what we have got is because we deserve that? Those people who don't have food, do you think we have any preference over them? You know, thank Allah Taala. Try to understand, thank for Allah Taala. Don't think that what you have got, you deserve that. We don't deserve anything. Allah has given us this peace and food because he wants to test us. He wants to test our rahmah and sabr. Do we do sabr and sabr? Do we do mercy upon the people or not? He wants to test us. We don't deserve that. If we have got the peace, it is test from our Lord. If we have got food, it is test from our Lord. If you have got any favor, that is test from our Lord. You know, keep thinking. And it is very easy for your Lord to take out the things from you, deprive you. Now, just look in the history of the mankind. Quran is going to tell in some part of history. But look at recent history. People who know in history of India. In India, there was the strongest empire was Mughal Empire. Mughals have been ruling India from north to south and from east, east to the west, from all Bengal and all this. And, you know, the west actually, even of sometime Afghanistan and sometime part of Central Asia, like Badakhshan, Balkh, they have been under the and under Mughal rule. Mughal Empire was the biggest empire you can imagine really in, in that time. Most powerful people, very, very rich people. And for 300 years, you know, they really, with such a glory and power in the whole India. And especially, you know, their kings like Babar, Humayun, then Akbar, Jahangir, Shah Jahan, Aurangzeb, six kings. They are the most powerful people in the history of the mankind you can imagine. Very powerful, very rich people, 
the army, glory, power, people fear them. But what happens to them? What happens to the Mughal Empire? You know, time came in India, you know, in the, in the, in, in the, in the 19th century, after 1857, people have seen in Delhi, you know, the princess, the women, the girls, from the, from the house of Mughal Empire, where you can never can go and see in the, in, in the Red Fort, their girls used to be beggars on the street of Delhi. They used to beg. No clothes. And many of them start those things which are very dirty jobs. they nothing, no protection. Same Mughals, you know, who have so much glory and power. But a time came when their women, they become most humiliated in Delhi. Humiliated people, beggars on the street of Delhi. Nobody actually to look after them. No respect and no honor. Finish. Similarly, if you look at the history of, you know, early Islamic period, you know, Umayyad Empire in, 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 in was one of the strongest empires you can imagine. After that, actually, Muslims hardly have got any empire as big as the Umayyad Empire. Umayyads, Umayyads used to rule from Spain to India. The rule was from India, all, you know, Sindh, Multan, part of Gujarat, part of Kashmir, and Punjab, under the rule of Ban Umayyah. They are ruling from there to Spain. Actually, even the conquered part of France, North African countries, Central Asia, the biggest empire in the whole world was the empire of you know, Ban Umayyah. Abbasid never got such a big empire. When Abbasid came with the power, they lost Spain. And they keep losing many, many things. Umayyads had the you know, highest, basically, you know, the biggest empire of Muslim world you can imagine. There never, even Ottomans, they did not have such, such a big, huge empire. You know, from, you can see they're ruling all three continents in with such a power. You know, Asia, Africa, and Europe. But what happened is, when Abbasis took the power, then the women of Ban Umayyah, they're begging, they're humiliated, and all the men, they're being killed. Hardly anybody could save their life. So much humiliation. People are the power, people are the money, but when Allah's punishment came, the empire has gone. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.